all voices depicted on the answering machine, celebrity or otherwise, are of a fictitious manner, and do not represent the views or attitudes of actual persons, living or dead. We're sorry. The person you are trying to reach is not available. Please leave your message after the beep. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Answering Machine. I'm Don Ticano. For those of you listening who have no idea how this podcast works, let me explain. For years, I've been collecting answering machine tapes from all around the country. I've found that a lot of these tapes end up telling the story of a person, documented telephonically in the past. Tonight's story is one such story. Many people, men in particular, remember former Playboy Playmate Barbie Fox by name, sometimes even by her naked, pert, female form. Although she grew up in Wisconsin and was known by her birth name, Diane Matthews, once she arrived in Tinseltown, she dyed her hair blonde and began dating men of all types and backgrounds. Some question if this was an attempt to further her career, or if she really did need to cling on to men for security and affection. A man in her life who typically wasn't involved with her was her agent, Wick Goldman. Wick wasn't the most powerful agent in Hollywood, nor did he have the most powerful and famous clientele. But he was a man who prided in his clients and tried the best he could to have them fulfill their dreams, no matter how empty or misguided those dreams were. New message. June 19th, 1995 at 8.35 a.m. Party! My big kid and jewel. All right, it's quick. Listen, I haven't spoken to you since last Thursday. I've been a busy man. However, I never forget my gorgeous, sexy, sex goddess. Listen, baby, I heard great news. Your cameo on Baywatch that aired a month ago left a lot of tongues wagging. People want to know who that hot blonde that fell off the jet ski is. Believe me. Anyway, the powers that be over at Baywatch tell me that the writers are working on developing a hot new sexy character for you. They say that the show is already crowded with hot chicks, big tips, but I told them you can never, ever have enough hot chicks, big tips. It's one of Hollywood's top ten commandments. Anyway, listen, baby, I'm going to be shooting over a script to you soon. Do you remember the Naked Gun movies? Well, they're working on the next Naked Gun film titled Naked Gun 55 and 5X. <laughs> the final insult we promised. How great of the title is that? Anyway, they're looking for a hot chick with big tits, and you're perfect because you're a hot chick with big tits. We are gonna live forever. Anyway, baby, give me a call. We'll discuss things further. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Take care of yourself. We'll talk later. Bye. One of Barbie's best friends was Tiara Carson, another aspiring model actress who had posed for the July 1994 issue of Playboy. Miss Carson, like her friend Barbie, also has had her share of dating notable men of the 1990s. New message. June 21st, 1995, at 4.16 p.m. Hey, Barbie, it's Tierra. Girl, I was going to call you on Tuesday to see if you want to see Dan Cortese take his new pilot for the WB. He plays a detective and his partners in orangutan. I think it's stupid, but don't tell Dan I told you that. Have you met Dan yet? He's great. He said he's in love with me. I don't know if I'm in love with him. He's got a lot of veins in his penis. It's, like, weird looking. But he's so sweet, and he's definitely going to have a career for the next 
20 years. So at least it's not all bad. I don't know. Well, listen, girl, um, I'm going to go to the Viper Room. Maybe I'll see you there. Oh, Richard Grieco keeps asking about you. I saw him the other night, and I told him I haven't seen you in over a month, that you were in Cancun doing a shoot. I don't know. I know you and him had a weird thing, and I know that you don't even know who he is. But trust me, he's famous, so it's no big deal. Call me back. Tiara shared with Barbie the tendency to date famous actors, no matter the level of fame or notoriety. One of those so-called famous actors had the opportunity to be involved with Barbie herself, although it appeared that the fruitful yet brief union wasn't meant to be. New message. June 21st, 1995, at 6, 16 p.m. Barbie, sweetheart, this is Scott, Scott Bayo. Listen, I kind of figured that um, you know, after last weekend, you probably wouldn't be interested in me anymore. You know, I live in Malibu. Uh, not a lot of people can afford that luxury. And I have a love hut in the back with shock-absorbent spring mattresses designed by NASA. And I have fresh pineapples and mangoes. I pampered you like a princess in the love hut and expressed my feelings towards you and you don't even want to talk to me anymore. I, I don't get you. You're the hottest girl I've ever seen. I made you come like two times. Well, I don't know. If you want to talk, I'll be here and you have my number. Also, tell your friends the best of Charles in Charge, Volume 1, is coming out on VHS June 25th. Um, <clears throat> all right, I'll talk to you later, though. Barbie Fox was quite the social butterfly. When an opportunity arose for her to be the spokesmodel for Sex Breeze, a popular brand of wine cooler in the 1990s, she didn't necessarily leap at the chance. However, she did say she would consider it New message, June 22nd, 1995, at 2.39 p.m. Bobby Fox, Michael Golden, CEO of Six Breeze Wine Coolers. We met in March at Carl Weather's house. You at that party? Anyway, wanted to catch you off uh, to speed. And, you know, I offered you the chance, as you know, to be the face and body of Sex Breeze Wine Coolers. It's like, you know, when the American public goes to any of your nearby liquor stores, they have their choice, you know, which wine clothes speaks to them as an individual. You got Boone's Farm, and we all know that farms are fucking boring. You got Bartle and James, those two old guys who probably suck each other's dicks when the cameras ain't on them. Then you got Zima, which in my opinion tastes like somebody put a bottle of stale peppermint and clear piss and slapped a label on it. Oh. Now, Sex Freeze, on the other hand, evokes a different kind of reaction. When they see you on the bottle with those huge tits of yours in a bikini in Hawaii or some shit, the guys are going to buy Sex Freeze. So they can get drunk and jerk off to you on the bottle. And then the women, they're also going to buy sex free. And they're also going to admire you and get motivated to start exercising so they can look like a hot chick, too. So, yeah, we can discuss salary and contracts and whatnot. Also, are you trying to be negative? I, I, I just want to know. All right, Bobby, look, I look forward to seeing you again. Let's talk. Take care. The following call was directed to Diane Matthews, the woman behind the Barbie Fox persona. Barbie's mother... Worried that her daughter could be in trouble due to the both of them not speaking for quite some time, 
appeared to show some concern for her daughter's then state of affairs. New message. June 25th, 1995, at 9, 17, p.m. Hello, Diane. Hi, this is Mom. Now, I know we haven't spoken in ages since last Christmas, and I know you're busy with your modeling and acting, but I know you have just five minutes to talk to your mother. I've been thinking a lot lately about you, and I know you absolutely hate it when I worry about you, I know, but I'd like to know if you have a backup plan. You know what I mean. I mean, you can't get naked the rest of your life. You'll start getting fat and have cellulite, and the only people that will still admire you are the ones who still have those playboy issues with you in it when you were young and beautiful. And, and look, I shouldn't be telling you this, but Jacques Glenn, he masturbated to your playboy spread. Now, I know that we've always found him to be a bit of a creep, but that was really uncalled for. I worry about you all the time, and I hope that you're not being taken advantage of. I love you so much, Diane. Oh, I want you to call me. Oh, oh, <laughs> all the dancing are on the TV right now. So funny. Oh, call me. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye. Barbie's friend, Tiara Carson, had as much free-spiritedness and lack of responsibility as Barbie herself. And even sometimes, Tiara's suitors would go as far as to contact Barbie to locate Tiara. New message. June 27th, 1995, at 1.16 a.m. Hey, Barbie, this is Dan Cortese, you know, from MTV Sports. MTV Beach House, I'm on MTV. <laughs> anyway, I'm looking for Tiara. I haven't seen her in a few days. She's supposed to get back from a NASCAR bikini photo shoot yesterday. I figured she might wait to be with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, do you know who I am? Ever see a Demolition Man? Ha. <laughs> Bet you have. I was a Demolition Man. I was a guy playing the piano singing the Jolly Green Giant theme song. Uh, I did an episode of Seinfeld. I did a few episodes of Melrose Place. I did a pilot for the WB called Monkey Justice, where I play a cop in Aspen, Colorado. And my partner is an orangutan. I'm sure DR told you about it. Anyway, let me know if you see her. Also, if you want to grab some coffee sometime, when you're not busy, my number is... So yeah, this is Dan Cortese. I used to be on MTV. See you later. Among the many admirers of Barbie Fox were some admirers who were less admirers than they were stalkers. One stalker in particular had traveled quite a long way across the great nation of America to make his presence felt. New message. July 2nd, 1995 at 6.44 p.m. Hi, Barb. This is Chip. It's been a while. I know I've called you several times a year ago, so instead, I sent you letter after letter. I spent a lot of money on stamps, and if you've read the letters I sent you, you'll probably notice the drops of blood. It's my blood. They're not paper cuts. This is my blood. After I poked myself with a needle on my fingertips, 
My left hand fingertips look like they have freckles. I have a surprise for you. I'm in Los Angeles now. I'm over on Hollywood and La Brea. I'm in Hollywood. You know, the dream factory. <laughs> I know you live in Los Angeles. They don't film TV shows anywhere else. I just caught an episode of Silk Stockings that you were on, where a man broke into your house and strangled you when you were wearing nothing but a bra and panties and garters. Sometimes I pretend I'm that man who broke into your house in that episode, but I would never hurt you. I would propose marriage to you, and you will say yes, and we will have children together. But none of our children will have the crooked teeth or body acne that I have. Oh, no. They will all have your genetics. You are the most perfect and beautiful woman I have ever seen, Barb. I'm in Hollywood, and I traveled a very long way from Fayetteville, South Carolina, to propose marriage to you. If you won't answer the phone, I will keep calling you until you do. I won't leave any more messages because restraining orders can be quite a burden. And even though Tiffany Amber Tyson wants nothing to do with me, maybe you want to start a brand new life with me. If you refuse, I will starve to death. I will starve to death because you're the only reason why I'm alive. I just want to know what you smell like. As Independence Day approached in 1995, no one knew what Barbie Fox was going to do to spend the holiday. Her friend, Tiara Carson, offered her an idea of how to spend the 4th of July that year. New message, July 3rd, 1995, at 12.55 p.m. Hey, Barbie, it's Tiara. Girl, I haven't heard from you in a while. I don't know if you're out of the country or what. Well, anyway, tomorrow, Dweezil Zappa is having some people over in the hills for 4th of July. Hopefully, Dan Cortese won't be there. I mean, he's a sweet guy, and he's great in bed, but there's really nothing else there. He keeps wanting to see if we can have a three-way, and he mentioned your name. And I'm not even gay. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I think he has the hots for you. Don't tell him I said anything. Well, girlfriend, I gotta run. Scott Bayo is picking me up and taking me to the zoo. Don't forget about tomorrow. Call me back. Being a well-known celebrity in any given day and age certainly does have its perks. One of those perks of the time was a secret for celebrities only catalog for the Sarper image. Never before revealed to the public, we here at the Answering Machine podcast are pleased to have evidence of some of the most astonishing products offered exclusively to certain celebrities by the Sharper Image, including Miss Barbie Fox. New message, July 5th, 1995, at 1.05 p.m. Hi, Miss Barbie Fox. 
This is Teddy with the Sharper Image Company. I'm calling to see if you received our black catalog. You know, the catalog only known to exist amongst our celebrity customers. Well, regardless, I just wanted to give you a complimentary phone call and let you know some of the products that we are offering this month. Like vibrators? Well, this month we have a model with a black rectangle-shaped vibrator that emits a very small, non-lethal electric charge. Um, when inserted into the vagina or anus. We also have what we call the sharper beads. These are the anal beads, each bead the size of a golf ball, and, and each bead has the capacity to either tell the correct time or date or temperature, and in that regard it works well as a standalone thermometer when inserted into the anus. And finally we have the volcano. It is a, it is a miniature volcano, not unlike one seen at a high school science fair, and the lady squats naked over it, the labia and clitoris and sympatic over the volcano's opening. It then erupts a light jelly-based lubricant that is uh, at a hot temperature on the outside of the woman's vagina or anus. So, uh, yes, again, we thank you for being a valued Sharper Image customer. And again, my name is Teddy. I can be contacted at the phone number provided in the catalog, and again, I thank you for your time. While Barbie Fox did, along with her friend Tiara Carson, get her start at Playboy magazine, some may think that sometime after posing for the legendary magazine, she would be forgotten. Well, surprisingly, she was not forgotten, as evidenced by this phone call from a very well-known Playboy himself. New message. July 6, 1995, at... 6.30 p.m. Hello, Barbie. This is Hugh Hefner. I hope you didn't think that Papa Hugh would forget about his gorgeous angel. With the large breasts, I was unfortunate to catch wind of some news that you may be in a spot of trouble. Now, now I'm not here to offer money or an ultimatum to get this monkey off your back, but I am here to listen and to nurture and to help you better understand the dangers of the outside world the playmates of the past have found themselves in as well. I read over your playmate stat sheet in the March 1992 issue, and you said your turn-ons were, but, but here they are, honesty, CK1 cologne, and a nice car. Perfectly fine turn-ons, while your turn-offs were liars, poor hygiene, and men who hit animals. Barbara, you know I'm none of those three. I may be the first three, but I'm absolutely not the last three. Especially not the third one of the last three that I'm not. Now, you also said here that your ambitions are to be a famous actress. You say here, and I quote, You don't care if you win the Oscar, but you'd like to leave your mark on history. Barbie, the mark you're leaving on history right now with your poor decisions is more of a stain. A super gross looking stain. A stain that may tarnish the legacy of all playmates. This is the kind of stain that you need to get club soda on right away. Let me be the club soda that you put on this stain. This is the kind of stain that you would need to carry around one of those tide pens in your purse or maybe your, your small carry-all with and then you know, you'd hope to apply it right away and then you would take uh, your, your clothes, I mean, in, in this case, uh, your 
bizarre behavior, to the bathroom and uh, rinse them under water that's hot, so hot, hotter than the hottest of my playmates, one of which is you. I mean, you know, I want you to think about the stain like this. You know, Pamela Anderson and Erica Laniac, they've done well for themselves. They're not leaving any stains. You're a really big stain, you know. I, why can't you be more like, I don't know, a, a Jenny McCarthy, a, a bright young girl? If you asked her, hey, do you think you, at one day you'll be like a stain, you know, like, like a darker part of uh, of a lighter shirt that, you know, under the right light you can see and you're like, oh, what could that be? I hope that's nothing gross. I, she would say no right away. She would, she'd be the first to say no. Right now you're saying yes. I want you to get in contact with me. You know, I've had my assistant send you an invitation to the mansion so we can discuss this over tea or scotch or daiquiris. <laughs> You love those daiquiris. They used to call you Daiquiri Danica. I don't know why they called you Danica. Your name's Barbie. Did we try to... Is this Danica? No, this is Barbie. No, we didn't call it. Is this Danica? We used to call you Daiquiri Danica. Oh, no, wait, this isn't Danica. This is Barbie. Wait, oh boy. Ooh, I better call Danica. She's in worse trouble. Why don't we have some kind of program that allows us to keep track of playmates that have been led into the wild? Maybe you could wear some sort of ankle bracelet that just tells me you're okay and that snaps pictures of you from underneath. And then I could sell those pictures on what's soon to be called the Internet and make thousands, nay, tens of thousands of dollars. Perverts from every walk of life would gather and be like, what ankle bracelet picture is next? Who's the ankle bracelet picture of the month? <laughs> It is with caution that it appears that the messages following the one left by Hugh Hefner depict Barbie Fox as not exactly getting what she wants, or having opportunities evaporate into thin air. New message, July 7th, 1995, at 4.29 p.m. Barbie. Baby, it's Wick. Uh, I haven't heard from you in a while, and I hope that the wolves haven't eaten that gorgeous body of yours. Anywho, honey, uh, being the bearer of bad news is an identity that I would hate to be associated with, but uh, the new Naked Gun movie fell through. Apparently, Leslie Nielsen told Paramount to go fuck themselves, so that's done, and also Baywatch won't be expanding your character, which... To me, it's just total bullshit. I mean, you are the hottest, sexiest, dirtiest, funkiest girl any man that just screams at that is just a big, stupid fucking homo. Anyway, look, 
I know times are tough right now, so I referred you to a guy. His name is Cal Powers. He is in the industry. We're all in the industry. Anyway, he wants to lend you a helping hand, and I think it's a very smart move for you. I love you, honey. Take care of yourself. I'll see you when I see you on top of the box office. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> you're my girl. You're the best. I love you. This so-called helping hand that Wick Goldman offered to lend to Barbie Fox was a hand belonging to a man who wasn't of the utmost character, nor did he garner any respect amongst his peers. New message. July 8, 1995 at 5.33 p.m. Miss Fox, how you doing? This is uh, Sal Powers. I'm a producer of motion pictures. I'm interested in making some uh, motion pictures with you. You may not be familiar with me nor of my work, so let me inform you some of the titles that I'm known for. There's a um, the She Swallows series. Also, I'm known for a Double Penetration series, Three's Company, spelled three C-U-M. Yeah. Uh, if you're into the Negro world, I just started uh, a series called The Hot Jungle Fever. I also have a midget uh, on a woman series called The Horny Little Devils, if you're into midgets. If you're not into lesbian stuff, uh, not, not that it's a problem, I have a popular title called The Hot Babes in Playland. It's where women pleasure each other with devices. There's also a taste series. Mostly women going down on each other. I also make a solo uh, masturbation videos. If you want to start doing st that stuff and work your way into doing women and, and men and midgets and negroes, we're going to have fun. I can't wait to have a playmate as part of the Sal Powers family. So give me a call back. Let's meet. Discuss your future with Sal Powers Entertainment. In addition to providing me with your uh, STD test documents, here's my number. I look forward, honey. <laughs> that concludes this week's episode of The Answering Machine. This episode was written, produced, and recorded by me, Don Tacano. I would like to thank the following people who performed on this week's episode. Starring in alphabetical order, Sophia Alexandra portrayed Tiara Carson, Barbie's best friend. Nick Barr portrayed Sal Powers, the pornographer. Brett Davis portrayed Dan Cortese. Zach Kahn portrayed Michael Golden, the CEO of Sex Breeze Wine Coolers. Asterios Kokonos portrayed Hugh Hefner. Joe McAvoy portrayed Chip, Barbie Stalker. Cornell Reed portrayed Scott Bayo. Rick Rosario portrayed the Sharper Image Catalog representative. April Havashankman portrayed Barbie Fox's mother. And finally, Tom Sibley portrayed Wick Goldman, Barbie's agent. If anyone has any questions, comments, or would like to donate to the podcast, please send an email to theansweringmachinepodcast at gmail.com. It's one word, theansweringmachinepodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back soon with another exciting episode of The Answering Machine. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.